Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt. It's all a bit arty, so I don't really understand it. Luke. Is that a little Sasquatch penis? Dan. I accidentally got soap in my urethra. And occasionally, Terry Smallshoe. Maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a little Sasquatch penis inside of you. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. I never thought I'd say this. Dad, you've got something in common with Justin Bieber. Wait, what? Yeah. As everyone knows, there's DareNaked.com. <laughs> there is, yeah. And just recently, Justin Bieber got a little snapped and uh, his penis is now on the internet as well. Oh, is that right? right. Mm. All right. I guess I'll Google that. May as well. Bieber penis. Invasion of privacy or PR stunt. Oh, I don't want to mm. hear what social critics say about it. I just want to see the penis. Just go image search. You just want to see the penis. Well, all these pictures are really provocative, but I can't see the penis. No, I haven't actually seen it either. There's an article entitled The Case for Reparations for Justin Bieber's Dick. <laughs> yes, there is. And is it, I'd be upset if I was attached to Justin Bieber as well. There's a Twitter account, twitter.com slash celebritypenis, and it just tweets pictures of celebrity penises. Well, that should be where we go for it. I'm assuming that's what it's doing. It's got a very, very sad picture of Vin Diesel. Oh, with, <laughs> with his dick? No, no, it's just him in his very buff days, and then I guess what must be him now. Have you seen that picture of... Oh, no, it's not Vin Diesel, it's The Rock. The picture of The Rock where he looks like a 1990s lesbian. <laughs> I don't think so. If you Google... The Rock Lesbian. Actually, I don't know what that's going to bring up. No, no, it comes up. Google The Rock Lesbian image and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, The Rock, the Rock Lesbian. Lesbian. <laughs> okay, and there's a little action figure of him. <laughs> oh my God, there is. That's great. <laughs> that is a great photo. I still can't see Bieber's penis, but that is a terrible picture of Vin Diesel. Well, I might as well play this jingle. Unless I could do a Justin Bieber-themed dick news. Oh, God. I, I don't know any of his songs, but I'm sure it probably wouldn't be that hard. So I'll, Yeah, I'll, and it'd I'll be something like it. this. Penis, 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 oh. Penis, <laughs> penis, penis, oh. Something like that. Okay, I think we've already got one then. I, <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't need to do one. We've got one. it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an old <laughs> song, but can you autocorrect me pitch shift to, uh, to actually have been singing in tune too, Matt? I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> if you need me for a looping session, just let me know. No problem. While we're on dick news, do you guys know the taint trick? <laughs> the what trick? <laughs> Fucking, do I want to know the taint trick, Matt? Yeah, you probably do. I learned about this uh, the other week, or maybe about a month ago. Right. Uh, you know, when you, as guys, when you go to the toilet, right, sometimes it doesn't all want to get out. Correct, yeah. You, yeah. When you do a pee, right? Especially and then, as you and get you, older, I've noticed. Yeah, and then you, you think you're finished, and then you, you, you know, pop everything away, you turn yeah. around, and, and then you're like, oh. Really? God damn it. Just a little, little bit more. A little bit more pops out. If you give your taint a bit of a push, yeah. it squeezes it right out of there. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You learned how? I learned it on Lifehacker. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's good. It's good practical advice. Not terribly inconspicuous if you're at like a urinal, a crowded urinal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But nothing is inconspicuous at a urinal. You know what I mean? You, no. Your balls need a little scratch. 
and suddenly that mm. tiny movement is like really conspicuous and you're like i'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah. scratching my balls fellas like yeah. honestly don't get excited you better not be jerking it over there um mm? yes luke so it's not the first thing that pops into my head is to masturbate in the toilet right mm. so if i also see someone else sort of scratching i'm not going to jump to that conclusion myself okay mm. well that's uh, the difference between uh, you and the rest of us luke. you know okay. what you're right i would actually i would i would think huh, i bet he's not but it looks like he's having a wank yeah um, I, i'll go yeah. one further and say i probably wouldn't notice because my eyes are fucking straight ahead <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. I'm not looking around the room, going, uh, "What kind of hand movements are you doing down there?" I'm too busy writing down the phone number for Beyond Blue. Is that an in joke that I've forgotten about? Oh, they just have signs for d- depression in the toilets for some reason. You haven't seen those? No, I have. And there's a guy who looks like Dave. Shout out to Dave! You're our geek of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to try and find the picture? I, I, I am looking, but I can't find it. But I did save it, so at some point I'll um, we can maybe you can add it to the um, to the Search Instagram. Search for David Rule lesbian. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> David Rule lesbian images. Some disturbing stuff, but not what you'd think. No. Oh well. Disappointing. But I now have to go <laughs> Matthew Ham lesbian. Oh. oh yeah. If you search for Matthew Ham lesbian, there's a picture of. Uh, Matthew McConaughey from True Detective on there. Yep. So that's... Uh, and John Hamm from Mad Men. And Brian Cranston yeah, from yep. uh, Breaking Bad. And Chiwetel Ejiofor from 12 Years a Slave. Someone told me I look like Brian Cranston the other day. And I was like, all right. You have a goatee. So yeah. you have, yeah, that, I know. I you mean, have that in common. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean... I mean, I agree, but that's, look, that's not in, bad. He, he, looks pretty, right. he looks pretty bad in, in Breaking Bad. But I mean, he's... Oh yeah! In no, real no. life, he's a good-looking man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was like, oh, okay. Brian Thanks, Cranston, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. picture me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Literally, when you type uh, in Brian Cranston, sexy into Google Image, the first one that comes up is Brian Cranston, like with his chest exposed, in some really <laughs> provocative kind of pose. So there's that, you know. Oh god, it is. <laughs> I don't think that's really provocative. That's just creepy. Are we still in dick news? <laughs> do we have a jingle All for right. space news? I feel like we did at one I, point, well, but I don't yeah, know what might it is. Do and if we don't, we need one. Space, the final frontier. These are the space news of the podcast. <laughs> Multiple nerdgasm. It's continuing mission. To explore strange new segments. To seek out new jokes. And new stories about Shia LaBeouf. To boldly go where no podcast has bothered to go before. So there's quite quite a bit of uh, space-related stuff. There is. That I would be interested in talking about. Um, the first is, and we don't have to talk about it for too long, it's just something interesting that I think our listeners might appreciate, um, an archive of... Uh, 13,000, actually nearly 14,000 photos from the Apollo missions mm. uh, is up on Flickr. We'll link to that in the show notes. And it's uh, it's just photos from all the missions, from the moon, from on, in, inside the, uh, the, you know, the rocket, the craft, and, and part of the, the mission prep and everything. It's just, there's, yeah, nearly 14,000 photos. Of yeah. Just and these have really already cool. had the, um, the lighting kites and the cameramen all cropped out, so they look really genuine. <laughs> yep. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you'd never know that it uh, it was faked. That's right. So, 
Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful fake photos. <laughs> no, well, I'm just having a look. And so these are just what? From magazines? No, no. They're oh, no, no, no. Apollo 11 magazine 3802. No, I understand what it's saying now. Yeah, they're, they're from the mission. So, uh, I mean, they've been available, I think, just not so Just not on a blog, you know? Yeah, they just haven't been so convenient in the past. Like, they're, they're up on, in, you know, a Flickr album. You can just, you know, save the whole freaking thing if you want. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. They are very cool. So, if you're, into, if you're into space, and you should be, you should check that out. If you and don't like space, I'm really hoping... get out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck with that, yeah. but have a go. Get out. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm hoping somebody else saw saw it this week, perhaps, maybe. Did anyone get a chance to no, see it? No, I didn't no see it. Anyone seen The Martian? I got back about half an hour ago from it. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. I wasn't going to let you be the only one to see it. Uh, what did you think? Short review. I loved it. Yeah. You? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. That's what I seem to be hearing from everyone. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It doesn't try to be something that it's not. It's not trying to be all existential like Interstellar. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You know, it's just a fucking good space movie. And it's yep. it's a good example of what Hollywood movies used to be before they all had to have an Iron Man in them. <laughs> yeah. You know, good Hollywood movies used to be like this. Yeah, it's a story about uh, conquering the odds. Yeah. And it's got some good science in it. I mean, the film takes a few liberties that the book does not. Right. I mean, it's not hugely different. It's a little bit different. It stays very, very factual where mm-hmm. I think in some spots the movie kind of took some liberties, which sure. is fine because it's 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 more important that it's entertaining. That's right. So, I mean, they've already got uh, Matt Damon there starring as good at everything, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, and I mean, they make a point in the... Uh, in the book of mentioning that everybody on the mission has dual specialties. Yeah. So he's an engineer, but he's also a botanist. Sure. So it kind of explains away yeah. why he's able as, to As opposed to, to a, a botanist who also just, at some point in the movie, coincidentally can fix a 15-year-old space probe. <laughs> right. That he's never <laughs> yeah, seen he's also he, Yeah, he's an engineer as well. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, the film and the book are both about uh, a mission to Mars in the near future, um, one that Luke won't be going on. Sorry, Luke. No, not this one. This one's a good one. <laughs> because he didn't fill out the form. Paid for the form, didn't fill it out. Yep. But uh, mission in the future, uh, they're on Mars. Uh, a large storm comes along and they are forced to evacuate. And Matt Damon's character uh, gets left behind because they, they actually think he's been killed. Uh, and uh, he wakes up and he's not been killed. And he then has to figure out what the fuck he's going to do because he's stuck on Mars. And there's not going to be anyone else there for another four years because that's when the next mission is. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a Twilight Zone episode that's pretty similar to this. Have you seen that? No, I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, there probably is. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Except in the Twilight Zone, he didn't wear a helmet. He was... He was just walking around. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I wondered how they would adapt it because the book is very, very heavy on the science and the, uh, you know, like explaining... In, in a good way, mm. like he explains... You know, like at the... This is not a huge spoiler, so, you know... I mean, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, let's cover your ears, but this is not a huge spoiler. He has to think of a way to get some water. He has to make water. And so the way he does it in the film uh, is, is quite matter-of-fact. And they don't, you know, they kind of go, he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then he does it. Mm-hmm. But in the in, in the book, it's quite involved. Right. Him figuring out how to do it and how he how he 
how he works it out and there's just kind of just a lot more to, to everything that happens yeah. and i feel like that wouldn't be interesting yeah like if they showed him for days and days just making sketches on paper uh it, right, it probably exactly. wouldn't be the roller coaster ride of adrenaline that it is yeah you see no. at some points i was like oh i kind of wish they'd gone into the the you know the, the science behind that a bit more in the film but then i'm like well no one else thinks that I matt guess. you hated gravity because for two yeah. and a half minutes she had to flick through a <laughs> manual to, to pilot a yeah. spacecraft she'd never been in and you're like i don't want to sit here while you're reading this is the anti-gravity which is a funny thing to say yes it is absolutely it, it, it achieves in all the ways that gravity does not yeah there's no dead air in this it's it's always something's happening and uh, the one thing I found really comical and a little bit out of place mm. was um, fucking Jeff Daniels <laughs> going, he's dead. <laughs> like, yeah. every like five minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he said it nicely. There's a bit at the start where he was like, astronaut, uh, what's his name? Um, I've forgotten his name already. No, I don't. Uh, but he's, uh, unfortunately, he was killed, uh, you know, during Mission Scrub. Uh, the other astronauts sort of made it off the planet safely. But he is dead. <laughs> yeah, if Just I've not made end. that clear, he's dead. And then I was like, well, I suppose they You'd probably would have to, would have, to yeah. have to be clear about that, yeah. yeah. You know what, I... It's not that I didn't like it either, it's just that I, I kind of had this little little moment over. There's a Lord of the Rings reference in there, right? Yes. Where the characters yep. are talking about Lord of the Rings, right? But sitting in the room and not contributing to the conversation is Sean Bean, Right. I know. Who is, it, who is in Lord of the Rings. Right. So, but he wasn't playing Sean Bean. So No, but that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> but, but in this reality where this movie takes place, right, Sean Bean yeah. is playing a guy who no doubt would have seen the movie Lord of the Rings starring Sean Bean. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what funny. I mean? I didn't even know he was in this, actually. When he showed Neither. up, I was like, oh, Sean Bean. I wonder how he's going to die in this. Yeah, I know. No yeah. spoilers, because his death is spectacular. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and so scientific. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, I probably will be going to see it this week. Yeah, yeah you, you should sh- see it, Luke. Should. Because I was just waiting for the school holidays to finish. So you could go with your little, uh, little underage girlfriend. <laughs> no, I was just... I don't like going <laughs> to movies when there's giggle. lots of people there. <laughs> <laughs> I got some underage yeah. girlfriend news this week. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yeah, see, I like going movie, going to see movies at the cinema here in Auburn because no one else does. I know, it's so, so good. <laughs> it's glorious. Like, we saw The Martian, right, which is quite, you know, heavily uh, being viewed mm-hmm. oh, yeah. this week. Because it, like, it, it just came out. Two Saturday right? nights we in went, a row, sold out, couldn't see it. Saw it lunchtime well, we went, today. Uh, we went on Tuesday, yeah. which is when, you know, tight-ass Tuesday when all the tickets are cheap. Uh, and, I don't know, there's about ten people in there. <laughs> Best yeah. time to see a movie. Yeah. And don't don't be thinking you can come to my cinema. It's my cinema. Stay out of it, yeah. listeners. It's mine. I want it all to myself. It's a good cinema. I think I was the only one in the session when I was watching. Uh, what was that one where the robots fought the monsters and it should have been good, but it was awful? Pacific Rim. Oh right, yeah. And because I nearly walked out of it halfway because I was just bored, um, I was like, <laughs> I are they just going to keep playing this movie after I go? <laughs> Maybe not. I stayed. I, stayed I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well that's space news I don't know if there's a whole lot of other space news well, that's, the, that's certainly the main space news Yeah, there's news that involves Degrassi Jr. Tyson Neil Degrassi yeah. Jr. Tyson Who also um, spoiled <laughs> the end of this movie on Twitter Without meaning to Did he? Yes I don't want to say what he tweeted Because then 
then I'm just as guilty as he is, right? Was it about the feasibility of something? No, it was about... I just block your ears if you don't want to hear this, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. He tweeted, Martian's a great movie, but I just want people to be aware that usually when there's a crisis in space, everyone doesn't get out alive. Oh, okay. And everyone was like, oh, thanks. Oh, that's not really a... No. No, I wouldn't even call that a spoiler. It's not. I think explaining that that might have been a spoiler is a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Because he's just sort of like... He could even be referring to the start of the movie, which everyone knows is there's that big thing and everyone escapes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. It's not. It's the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He chimed in on uh, on the Batman versus Superman situation. Is that right? Oh, look, so I saw this headline this week that said, Neil deGrasse Tyson... So fucking, now I'm doing it. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Batman-Superman fight. <laughs> deGrasse... Oh, fucking, see, I'm reading it now. Tyson joins debate, backs Batman, right? But what I quite often do is I'll flag articles that I think will be relevant into the spreadsheet for the show before I've actually read them, right? I just go, okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about Superman versus Batman will definitely want to view that, so put it on there. But then I actually listened to the interview today, and in no way does he support Batman. Um, His exact words (laughs) are, Superman would wipe his ass with Batman. Um, But what he does go on to say is that if it came down to the court of public opinion, the people would probably uh, want to side with Batman over an alien. Yeah, right, because he's human. Yeah. Although, it depends, because when you think about it morally, uh, I think there would be people who'd make the argument that Batman is is a vigilante and... Yeah, that's and right. Superman's and that perhaps Superman being an alien and an outsider has a unique view on humanity that only he can have, so that he can be so, a kind of moral yardstick that Batman, who for all his flaws, cannot be. Yeah, that's fair. But Tyson's, um, he said a better analogy was would be, could Batman beat Iron Man? And um, yeah, his answer yeah, was, definitely. no, Iron Man would still beat Batman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Batman, he does, well, he's very smart and stuff, but you got Iron Man, he builds his own stuff. Exactly right. Yeah. Bruce Wayne's power is his money. Yeah. If I throw enough money at people, they will make something that makes me cool. Yeah. And I mean, Iron Man would just fly off and then shoot him with a missile. Yeah. So. And Batman would yeah. still just be crying over his dead parents. <laughs> Is having dead parents a uh, superpower? I don't think so. It's, it's got a lot to do with Batman's MO, you know? I mean, getting on in age, I know a lot of people who've yeah. <laughs> lost parents. It's true. And, I mean... They're just the same as they were before. Yeah. General. Well, maybe a bit sadder. Yeah. Is that a superpower? Well, for Batman it is. <laughs> so, this is not really dick news, but I did I did flag you guys earlier in the week to some weird stuff that was happening to me this week. And, um, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I wasn't going to talk about it on the podcast because it wasn't really appropriate, but then some, uh, some other weird stuff happened and I just feel like I've just got to get this off my chest, right? <laughs> so. Okay. I spent three days in um, a place called Quezon City this week, which is in the Philippines, and it's a fucking cowboy town. It is the roughest place I've ever been. Um, and, you know, and it's families living on the streets, and, like, it's just... It's insane. It's like no place I've ever been. But yeah, right outside my hotel on the first night, I went out to go to the 7-Eleven, which is about 100 metres walk from my hotel door. Opened it up. Yep. And a woman holding the hand of what I can only assume is her daughter walks up to me and propositions me for sex. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where, where's the daughter going to be while we're fucking? Do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> like, is she right. coming up to the room with us? That's weird. She waiting downstairs. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. Do I get to choose between you? That's also weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all weird. Um, she also propositioned me like this. She goes, you want a massage? Actually, she wasn't Australian. I don't know why, why I put that voice on. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. That's, yeah. uh, that's just a uh, yeah. shit voice. Yeah, you want a yeah. massage? I said, no, thanks. She goes, massage means sex. I said, yeah, I, <laughs> I understood, but I, I still don't want one. Anyway, the next <laughs> night, right, I went out again, this time searching for food, and I was attempted pickpocketed by a gang of urchins, like, really? like something out of Dickensian London, right? <laughs> Great. There was about eight or nine of them, and they were all about five years old, right? And they, they surrounded me, right? And started asking me, oh, share your blessings, sir, share your blessings. And I was like, oh, you guys, no, 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 sorry, guys. And then they all kind of hugged me, right? They all just kind of <laughs> leaned into me. And I was like, well, this, right. is, this is pretty adorable. Uh, you know, this is, this is definitely the way I'd try to get money off, you know, strangers. But, like, kids, I'm not going to give you money, seriously. And then it suddenly occurred to me that there was a tiny hand in each of my pockets. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and so I'm fighting off these kids and like one of them has got my mobile phone, right? So I'm right. like trying to wrestle that back into my pocket, protect my wallet and my keys and then just back out of it. This God. is literally right outside my hotel. Fucking hell. Not in some dark alley or something. So you escaped with your belongings? Oh yeah, they didn't get anything but they were seriously annoyed that I suddenly cottoned on to what they were doing as well. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow I had ruined the moment. <laughs> It's could have been a nice thing between us. And you had to ruin it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because it was such a nice thing. Because they had their hands on the mobile phone. Like mm. they were, they were happy. Yeah. They were getting away with this. Yeah. If you had to stop them beforehand, wouldn't it have been as bad. All right. Well, um, no. I think we've got a jingle for this. So, um, Matt, can you play the cripple crimes jingle for us now? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. While the other brothers are doing time, listen up, yo, it's cripple crimes. So, Luke. If you were a street urchin pickpocket on the streets of Kazon mm-hmm. City, uh, how would you yep. rob me? How many, how many other people do I have with me? Uh, you've got the whole entourage, so you've got up to 10 other little urchins with you, if you need them. Mm-hmm. Or you can go solo if you want. Bearing in mind that their usual plan of just hugging and then stealing didn't work. And I know that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of your thing. Yeah, because well, I'd start off with exactly where they started off, and mm. then just keep escalating and escalating <laughs> until you just finally. So in the end, we're fucking, and they're taking my stuff. Because <laughs> they start kissing you, <laughs> and then you're just gonna give me the money to leave you alone. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke's just gonna come around to your house, start playing video wait, games wait, with wait. you. <laughs> so my dick's in this kid, right? I'm handing it a wad of cash. <laughs> A cop's going, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, honestly, officer, it's raping me and I'm paying it to stop. <laughs> it would work. <laughs> do you want yeah, an update? I do. You know what I'm going to yeah, say? Yeah, I do. And yes, I do. Okay. We've got, uh, for those who don't know, uh, we've got a spin-off series. Nobody um, doesn't know, it's, Matt. Uh, it's immensely popular. People are talking talk about of it the town. all over the world. 
Yeah, little children were asking you about it while they were trying to steal your shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is the story of Terry Smallshoe's wife's murder uh, and the man who is in prison for it. He claims he's innocent. I don't know, man. I mean, look, the facts speak know. for themselves, Matt. Well, anyway, this is Tempting Fate, and this is episode number four. Previously on Tempting Fate. Terry, can you remember what you were doing five minutes ago? Where were you? Five minutes ago? I've got no idea. The following audio is from Terry's testimony during the court case, as he is cross-examined by Barnaby's defense attorney, Pistina Putierez. <laughs> Where were you on April 11th, 1995? Um, I was probably at work all day. Um, I've got a really good work ethic, so uh, I would have been putting in the hours. Barnaby <laughs> claims you left work just after noon that day. Oh, what day was that again? April 11th. The day <laughs> your wife was murdered. <laughs> oh, that April 11th, 1995. Yeah. Was that episode 7505 of Days of Our Lives? Where Marlena seduces John in that sexy white negligee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Where were you, Mr. Smallshoe? Oh, I knocked off early. I like to sit with a beer and watch me stories. So you were drinking beer? Nah, my bitch of a uh, lovely wife forgot to stock up me fridge, so I didn't have my VB that day. So what did you do? Oh, I just watched my story and then I went to bed because I didn't have any grog. You went to bed at 2 p.m.? <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have a record of a phone call placed by you to the grocery store where your wife works at 2.07 p.m. Oh, I think Barnaby had my phone that day. <laughs> a landline? <laughs> April 11th, did you say? Right, you mean the episode where Marlena wore those contact lenses to hide her demon eyes? Yeah, I remember now. I told her to pick me up a case and I'd meet her at Bonza Buy in the car park because she had to piss off to some banger. You were supposed to meet her, but you never saw her again? Nah. <laughs> and I never got my VB either. As you can see, Terry's story is airtight. <laughs> Terry, what did you do after Darlene didn't show up at the Bonsabai? Were you worried? Well, I was so worried I drank an entire case of beer when I got home. <laughs> I was worried that Roman Brady was going to kill John for murdering and raping his wife, Marlena. Whenever I start to think that Barnaby is innocent, Terry puts it all into perspective for me. When I hear how upset Terry gets talking about Darlene, I can't seem to imagine him committing these crimes. Do you miss her? Yeah. I think about her every day with those demon eyes. <laughs> Marlena. You mean Darlene? Who? Next time on Tempting Fate, <laughs> we talk to some key witnesses for more information. Plot thickens. There you go. Innocent. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Send in your uh, offers for the movie rights. Yeah. Studios, send them in. Just like, once these are all out, you have to put them on our other channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no worries. That's uh, that's our Multiple Nergasm Specials channel. Thanks for bringing that up, Luke. Because mm. we're on Audio Boom now. Boom. And, uh, yep, they've given us two channels because they're uh, they're very generous. And for some reason, they like us. So... We've got a specials channel which will contain uh, basically audio from um, things like uh, PAX. PAX will be the first big one that we do, I think. So we'll be uploading yep. stuff directly from the convention. So basically we'll be in standing in line, we'll talk shit, <laughs> and then we'll put it straight up. So if you want to listen to that, mm. you can do so immediately. And we're going to hopefully put up uh, special stuff on the multiple nergasm specials anytime there is stuff. And um, yeah. if we were to tell you how long it took us to arrive at the decision to call the second channel Multiple Orgasm Specials, <laughs> then it would be embarrassing. It would be embarrassing for us yeah. to admit. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we couldn't agree on a name. We, so. we really couldn't. <laughs> In fact, I don't, think, we, I don't think Specials was actually even suggested no, it for wasn't. quite a while. And, we, and, then, we, and we, then it was like, oh, that's quite obviously the right Yeah, answer. and we're being so <laughs> polite to each other too, going, look, I honestly don't mind what it's called, but whatever you just yeah. suggested is probably but not right. I like right. this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> So we finally decided. So yeah, head over to Audio Boom uh, and grab their app and follow us on there. Uh, or I mean, we'll still be available in iTunes and everywhere else. Like nothing's going to change. It's just that the files will go through Audio Boom you know, hmm. instead now on. Uh, MultipleNergasm.com is the website. Twitter.com slash MNergasm. We're on Instagram, MultipleNergasm. Facebook. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Sign up for the newsletter on the website. You know. Yeah. If there's something you like or something you don't like about the show, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, just bear in mind that we read all hate mail out on the podcast. So <laughs> we do. be articulate. <laughs> Not, we haven't received any yet, no, but we will no. when we do. In fact, if you want to send us some creative hate mail, please do. We'll read it out. I mean, we, we've received some oh, no. one or two comments on some of our videos on YouTube. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right, we did. And um, one or two comments <laughs> on some of our articles on the website when the website used to be articles. Yeah, yeah, we got some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, can I ask you to tell us about the new Xbox dashboard? Because you failed to mention that you had this until recently. Well, I only got it the day that I mentioned it, okay. that I spoke to you this last time. Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Um, It's a little buggy at the moment. I'm still having to do hard resets a lot of the time. Oh, really? Mm. That's just on your primary Xbox, is it? Or have you got it on both? No, I've got it set up on both Xboxes. Ah. So how did you get this? You just a beta tester for them. Yeah, yeah, which they're actually... It used to be a very easy thing to sign up for, mm. or they used to send out invites, or you could invite someone to join in with you, but they've locked that down now. Ah. So now, if you're in the program, you're in. If you're not, you're not. Okay, so what's different about it? I've seen some screenshots of it, and it looks pretty different. Um, it's very different. It's to try and make it easier to jump around between things. Yeah, good. Um, mm -hmm. I'm Still, still trying to get used to it a bit, but it is... The first time I used it, I hated it. Really? Because I had a hard time trying to get to my games. <laughs> That's what matters. Exactly. But now from the home screen, it's like two presses of a button. Okay. Yeah, because I find when I first got the Xbox 360, I thought that was a bit shit. But then I got used mm. to it. Mm. And then I got the Xbox yep. One, and I thought that was a bit shit. And I, I, mean, I still do think it's a bit shit, but I'm used to it. So now they're going to change it again. So I don't know. I mean... I. It looks like Windows 8 slash 10. Is that yeah, that's exactly what they're going for. They're trying to make all their Windows stuff exactly the same. Yeah. 
Because they've got the whole integration between Windows 10 and the Xbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's one thing that they really need to change. Because the whole idea about this is to have the community so you can very quickly see what your friends are doing and things like that. Uh But third on the list of up the top, you've got home, community, then one guide. And one guide is absolutely useless in Australia. Ah. Is it for like... One guide is... For TV and shit. For TV and everything, which... I don't know if you've ever tried to... I'm not buying the dongle to watch television on my Xbox. I've put... I mean, my my set-top box goes through the Xbox, but it has no interaction with it. It just displays the signal. Yeah, you actually... To get your live TV, you can actually buy a dongle that plugs in oh. and you plug your aerial directly into it, but it's only live to air. Oh, okay. It's, not cable it's nothing that's through your set-top box. So, it's Australia, they can get rid of it and just give me the store straight away. Yep. All right, so you think it's is it an improvement or you're still not sure? I'm still not sure. I think they'll probably make a few more updates Yeah. before it goes live, but it is an improvement. Okay. This can be better, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Could be much better. Have you guys checked out the Battlefront beta? I had a quick go of it oh. on uh, yesterday, and I'll be playing a bit more after we finish. Yeah. I played some earlier today. Dan, you need to get on this. Yeah, right. I'm not a, I'm not a gold member. Do I need to be? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Yeah, you be. probably do. It's... But it's only the beta which ends tonight. Okay. Oh, is it? Probably not worth oh, it then. Man. Yeah, man. Beta to think it's only for the weekend. Oh, it is it is good. Yeah. It's it's I suck at it, but it is so fun. Yeah, I suck at it too, but it didn't matter. I was running around like I was on Hoth and the fucking AT-ATs were coming and Darth Vader was there. He fucking murdered me at one point and shooting at stormtroopers and then oh man it's just great it's just it's great it looks so good and yeah. it's so smooth it's crazy yeah, it's really good like this is going to be our game that we play all the time i've decided for you i've decided for both of you <laughs> nice because <laughs> it's really cool and well and the music and all the sound effects like it's you're in star wars yeah, like yep. and the fact that it's fun helps also yeah jenna and i played you can play split screen co-op we played a uh, split screen, you know, the survival mode. Did you play that, Luke? I uh, no, I haven't done survival yet. Okay, it's it's basically like you know the uh, horde mode in in Gears of War, and yep. yeah, it's like that. But um, the mission that you could play in the beta is on Tatooine, and Admiral Akbar's sending someone to rescue you, but you've got to survive these waves of enemies, and then like ATST starts showing up, and like, oh, it's cool, man. I did take out an ATST. I was quite proud of that. Yeah, yeah it's it's good fun, man. I was on the side of the rebels on in Hoth. We took out the the AT-ATs finally, and uh, and we won. Ah, oh, so good. I also got annihilated by by them several times. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I was going to test something and let you know if it works because you know how I have two Xboxes now. Yes. And I buy all my games digitally. I can play them on both Xbox at the same time. You can. Hey. Yes. You've tested it. So one, I've set one. One Xbox is my home Xbox, so that's the one I share internet, uh, Xbox Live Gold on. Yep. The other one is I just sign into. So I mean, I tested it last night where I was playing Alien Isolation. I went out into the other room and put on Alien Isolation. They worked on both. Didn't make it fun on either though, did it? <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Okay, that answers my question. So if, if Jenna yep. and I got a new Xbox, we just mm-hmm. have to buy one copy of games. Yep, it has to be digital. That's fine. That's fine. Well, I'm happy to do that because it means 
I can either buy two copies of the games at like eighty bucks, or I can buy mm-hmm. one copy at a hundred. So, yep. you know, I'll, I'm happy to pay the extra twenty dollars if it means we can both play it. Yes. So, or you can take it in turns. Well, no, if we want to play together. Okay, true. Like if we all want to play Battlefront. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. sounds like we do. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. So I've been playing some Mad Max this week. Mm. Oh, I'm interested to hear what you think. Yeah, look, it's fun. It's really fun. I'm really enjoying driving around and getting into fights. It's not engrossing. Uh, and so I'm worried that at some point when I'm bored of driving and punching that I'll kind of just turn it off because the story's not really hooking me. But for now, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. And the combat is actually really satisfying. Do you agree with that, Luke? Like, like Oh, definitely. When you hit someone, you fucking hit them. Like, <laughs> you bash someone in, in the way that only an Australian character can bash someone. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah, well, like, you are breaking do, bones. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever punched someone as hard in a game as Max fucking wow. punches people out in the desert. <laughs> yeah, because it's a bit different. Like, you've played, um, like, in Batman, he does punch hard, but he punches just to knock him out. Yeah. Max is punching to kill. Yeah, that's right. Right. I see. Yeah, he's not concerned about... He is not concerned about anything. <laughs> no. So would you recommend this game? Um, I don't know yet. As I said, it's fun now... I'm going to need to keep playing it before I know if it has longevity or not. I'm nearly finished Tomb Raider, and I said that I wasn't going to do all the collectibles, but I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm almost certain that I'm right at the end. Uh, so I have actually gone back, and I'm now uh, 50, 60% uh, of the areas at 100%. So mm. it actually doesn't take that long to do, to collect everything. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's a really yeah. good game. It is a good game. Oh, we're coming up to a horrible time of the year. Will all the games come out? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. the new new Tomb Raider, the Battlefront, is coming out. Fallout. Fallout 4. Fuck, Fallout. There's like a game a week for the rest of the year for me. Yeah, I need to free up some, some time. And prioritize. Well, Fallout's got to be right up there. but Right up there. <laughs> well, even this month on the 20th, the last episode of Tales of the Borderlands comes out. The same day that the last episode of uh, Life is Strange comes out. Yeah. Ah. I haven't played either of those. Life is Strange. You should play cool. them. Yeah. Yeah, you got Tales of the Borderlands. You got it for nothing. Yeah, I know. I got it. I, yeah, Randy gave it to me, but it's uh, it's on my PC, which I haven't got, mm. so I can't play it. Do me a favor, you know. I've got that whole that, that Steam library. I can't do anything <laughs> with it. So do me a favor. Well, that's kind of good because yeah, you were you were a little worried that you just had too many fun things to do. Yeah, I know. Mm. Just chop that branch down, chop that tree down, and now I'm just on the Xbox. So yeah. I've got about. I've got about 10 games on there I haven't played. It's better than 500, mm-hmm. so less guilt. I think in the next, what, two weeks alone, I have like over $800 worth of games to buy. Bloody hell. One of them is Rock Band. Right. So there's uh, five. Yeah. Rock Band. And then the other one is Guitar Hero, which is two. Bloody hell. $100? Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, I'm buying the double guitar pack. Why? So I can play with Hannah. All right, fine. Good answer. When you say double guitar, you, meant- you mean two guitars, not a guitar with two necks. 
Yes, right. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say there was some achievement we have to play at the same time or something. Okay, achievement spent the maximum amount of cash. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I mean they look interesting. We saw them at EB Expo a bit. I didn't play them, but they look like they look more complicated. Uh, the Rock Band one is going to be exactly the same. Oh, okay. It's just the Guitar Hero one that's new. Yeah, with the different buttons and everything. So. Yeah, I just, I'll just play guitar, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I tried, I can't, so mm. I'll stick with my little plastic guitars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I have to ask a question. Did anyone here give any money for Star Citizen? No. No. No, I haven't yet. Did and, you? And What do you mean yet? No, no. You're still thinking of giving them money? Well, look, I don't know what's going on here. If you, no smoke without fire, Matt. Yeah. If you don't know what Star Citizen is, we've talked about it on here before. It's the, the new game from um, Chris Roberts, the guy, the Wing Commander and and, and uh, Privateer and all those games. Uh, he created. Great games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we saw him talk at uh, PAX last year, and we uh, bumped into him briefly outside, and he looked very busy and tried to escape. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's, it was looking really cool. Uh, however, it's been taking a lot longer than they said it would to make. Um, and he's actually raised uh, over $90 million for it now. Did you know God. Did you know that? No. Because it was a Kickstarter originally. They asked for $500,000, right? And they got $2 million. And then from after that, they just continued crowdfunding on their own website. And they've now reached over $90 million dollars. And like a million backers, and the game's still not finished. And from from, it seems like people are having doubts now about whether it's ever going to be finished or if it's actually even going to be any good. Because it's there's a lot of there's a lot to it. It's pretty complicated, you know what they what they wanted to do. It's yeah. got a first person shooter section. It's got a space shooting section. It's got trading. It's got all this other shit in it. And not only that. There have now been, um, and again, this is all, I don't know if any of this is true or not, but there have been allegations made that basically it's a fucking awful place to work and Roberts himself is just a prick to all the staff and they're really racist and sexist in the office. Oh. It seems it seems like a bit much, you know what I mean? Like the allegations, are, they, get, they get quite serious at times and it's like, I don't know, man. It sounds like somebody's just a bit disgruntled perhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, how do you know? So, um, he's 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 hit back and said, "Nah, it's not true. We're finishing the game. We're working on the game." I don't know, but but yeah, uh, Derek Smart uh, says that he now actually thinks that it's a scam. <sighs> fucking, I, I don't. It's not a fucking uh, scam. I can't see it being a it scam. It can't be a scam, right? It's Chris Roberts. Everyone knows yeah, who he it's is. Too it's public scam. to he's be a, a scam. He's an he's an idiot. At, yeah, it's at just, best, it, it's misuse of funds or not understanding how the fucking system works. But he's not trying to scam money. Yeah, or he, he just wants to make his game. I actually think that what may have happened, and sometimes happens with other Kickstarters, is they got too much money. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they overshot, and now they don't know what to do. They can't finish it. It's too big. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there's other games that were sort of a bit like this, like um, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. That's out. Yeah, I know. That's live. That's not a. We're making it. It's not in kick test anymore. It's here's the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty much exactly the same game. And except for Elite Dangerous, you're not walking around in any of that part. Yeah. But these games, you, people are spending hundreds and hundreds of hours in them. Yeah. They're not going to 
put that time into Elite Dangerous and then go, I'm going to stop that and play Star Citizen now. I think Star Citizen have missed it. They've missed their chance. Mm. I mean, how long's it been now? Like two years, three years? Is it, or is it longer than that? When did this Kickstarter come up? Like, it was one of the first really, really successful Kickstarters, wasn't it? Like, it's been a um, good three years, I think. You know what? It'll tell me, if I click through to the Kickstarter, it'll tell me when it ended. It ended... It says estimated delivery was November 2014. It still says that on the website. So it's been a year since they estimated the game would be finished. The thing is, too, that's such a short time frame. You would assume that they had more done than nothing to begin with. Well, no, with. I'm thinking <laughs> if they were aiming for that time frame, the Kickstarter money would have been all they needed. But because they then kept going... Yeah, so they've now... It became a bigger game than what originally was on Kickstarter, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what to think about it. I definitely... Uh... I don't know if it's wise to put in money right now until you wait and see what happens. Yeah. It seems like uh, April 7th, 2013, they were still talking about trying to get backers. So I'd say it's around that time that that it all kicked off. Oh, yeah, end of transition. 2012. Wow. No, yeah, 2012. My bad. November 20th, it's been three years. Three years. No game. It's not good. $90 million. People have gone out and spent like three, four, five hundred dollars on a ship. Yeah, I know. That they can't use yet. Mm. Yeah. And they also, uh, one of the other things that, that they've brought up as uh, a problem is the original uh, terms were if they didn't deliver by the date, they would refund people. Oh. And that's now been changed. The wording in the terms has changed. Huh. Uh, they've given themselves like another year or something like that. I guess uh, they didn't employ the no take backsies law. Yeah. So I don't know. Man. That makes no sense. If you, even if, if you ignore the, the the stuff about how it being a bad place to work and and people saying they've got nothing, there's no game. Like it's just they're floundering. They got they're not going to get this finished. It's never going to happen. Like it's a Duke Nukem forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you ignore all that, it's still not been a good investment. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I was actually holding up and buying a new computer until this game came out because that was going to be my. I'm going to buy this game and buy a new computer because they talked. They were pushing that shit at PAX last year, right? They had us. They had you and I thinking maybe we should go in on this. It sounded pretty good. Well, even then, we actually went to their booth and we we're talking to them there. That's what and... I mean. They almost had me, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see." And I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the other thing is this isn't one game. No. This is about five different games rolled into one. Yeah, they've overdone it. We, yeah. Which is a shame because the game would actually be amazing. Yeah. Maybe. If there was a game. <laughs> it's hard to say now. <laughs> I've seen a lot of trailers. Well, I still think that. I, I still reckon there is a game. They're just well, that's behind one of the, because. Well, that's one of the accusations is that this, per, this person who used to work there is saying they're not making a game. They just keep making trailers for a game that they haven't made. You know what I mean? They keep putting out these trailers, but there's no game. I'm going to go with there is a game. All right. You like to think the best of people. Yeah. You probably also like to think that there is a God because it would be better if there was one. (laughs) No, 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 no. I do not. (laughs) I think that everyone should be nice to everyone. Answer me this, Luke. While the other brothers are doing time, listen up, yo, it's Cripple Crimes. I would have fired everyone already and just brought an island somewhere and you'd never hear from me again. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. you even knew what I was going to ask. If you were yep. you're Chris Roberts, what would be your game plan at this point? <laughs> just fucking bail. Just go. Yep, you'll never find me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see this article about the morbidly obese man who's yeah. been kicked out of hospital? Yeah, I did. I did. It's quite sad, really. Um, 
I got sort of angry about it. Yeah, he just seems like a fucking asshole. Yeah. So uh, a guy in Rhode Island, Rhode Island represent, woo, the father of a morbidly obese Rhode Island man believes his son's life is in danger after he was kicked out of hospital this week for having a pizza delivered to his room, right? Sounds sounds a bit much, except he's in there because he's going to die if he doesn't, you know, get his weight under control. Yeah, it's, on very st- it's not because they have a ban on pizza. It's because he broke the terms of his... Right. He's in there because he, he said that he needs to they need, he needs to get well. Yep. He's been on this uh, eating plan and he ordered himself a pizza that he had delivered to the to the hospital and they've said, well, look, if you don't, if you're not going to do it, fuck off. Like, we, it's costing time and money. Like, let's be honest. If you're not serious about it, then, you know, we're done. Yeah. You know. But, and also, I will say this, that his his attitude about it kind of indicates to me that he was probably not a pleasant person to be dealing with anyway. Well, nothing's his fault. No, he's blaming everybody else. He says, I don't feel like I broke the rules. I was on a care plan, and you could have implemented on that care plan that I had an addiction for ordering out food. You knew from the get-go <laughs> when I was admitted. Rhode Island Hospital completely sickens me. You broke the rules, not me. <laughs> so like, good. Fuck off. I know. Fuck off. And I love it. His, his oh, dad says, if he comes home and I do get him up the stairs somehow, somehow he, he's bit, just going to yeah. go right back to his <laughs> eating habits. Oh, the the thing I quite liked about this was he, brought, he ordered a pizza to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was know. celebrating he lost 20 pounds in three months. Yeah, he's, he was doing real yeah, well. That's that's less than 10 kilos, guys. Oh, man. Wow. I could lose that in a weekend. A month easy. Yeah. Just a solid weekend. Yeah. Nothing but I mean, it, it's sad. This guy clearly has, has problems. Mm. Like, yeah, it's obesity. Just, if, it's, if, it's, his, it's his attitude is <laughs> absolutely the, yeah. If you if he's yeah, I don't know man. I can see what I why they would not want him. <laughs> well, it also <laughs> sounds like he thinks to me it was the way what he's doing with the whole trying to lose weight and the way he's reacted was all he wants to do is lose it to five hundred fifty pounds, whatever it is, mm. then get the gastric bypass, and then that's going to solve all of his problems. Yeah. But I do, I do yeah. love the attitude of you're at fault for not stopping me from doing something stupid. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your job to make sure I don't fuck my life up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, look, I'm sure it's not quite as simple as that, and it's probably very difficult for him because he does clearly have an addiction. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think this attitude would would make me say, you know what, forget it. Yeah, fuck. If you if you don't want to do it for yourself, why are we bothering? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so on that note, uh, I've got another article that made me laugh, <laughs> which is an article about a jaguar lent to a deli zoo. Yeah, uh, that they're now sending back because he's too fat to mate. Yeah, not <laughs> interested said... in sex. <laughs> yep, they said. He is lazy, a glutton. He just loves to eat and relax. And uh, there was one, one quote. The keepers say he reaches for his meals more keenly than he reaches for his mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all right, buddy. I've been in those relationships too. <laughs> so, yeah. It's made me laugh. Oh, I know. Poor little guy. He's Big like, look, don't, stop trying to make me fuck this chick. I'm not interested. Yeah. Like, look at her. 
But he's got a great life. People just bring him food. Yeah. 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 He's like, why? Why? Why do I want to ruin that with kids? Maybe he's a gay one. And <laughs> Maybe. doesn't just have that feeling towards it. Maybe. I don't know if they've checked that stuff. Have they tested that in Jaguars? You'd think that'd be the first question they'd ask, though. Are you gay? <laughs> is this a, is you sent us a gay Jaguar? Because <laughs> we specifically, specifically mentioned that gay is not allowed here in this zoo. <laughs> Fat gay jaguar. Wasn't that your nickname in high school? Oh, come on, we don't want to talk about that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've met a fat gay cougar. <laughs> Bet you have. Oh, I haven't really. We've got some James Wan news this week. Man, there is a ton of James Wan news this week. Here's a jingle for about, about that. Things I would do to James Wan. A little bit of James Wan news. What's he up to? Um, what's he up to? Well, he's rebooting MacGyver as a new series, <laughs> of which he cool. will direct the pilot episode. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Who's playing Ooh. MacGyver? Do we know? No, don't know. Do not know. Okay. No details, other than it probably won't they'd have. Just get Richard Dean Anderson back, wouldn't they? <laughs> I reckon maybe they'd get Richard Dean Anderson back to play the chief. You know, who gives him the assignments oh, and yeah. stuff? Because that could be cool. Yeah, right. Maybe they could get uh, maybe Angus Sampson as MacGyver. He's in all these films. Yeah, that's true. I- I'd really love oh, to see uh, Shia LaBeouf. MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the- Shia LaBeouf. Actually, there is some Shia LaBeouf news. He's been arrested this week. We can talk about that later. What? Why is this the first we're hearing of? Why didn't we open with that? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about it. All right, it. hold it because it- there's some other James Wan news. And I'll just get out of the way first and then we'll switch to Shia LaBeouf news. The other James yeah, yeah, Wan news is that I was on a plane yesterday and um, it was one of those planes where you have to all watch the same movie, you know, on the, oh, on the one screen. Yeah. yeah, Like I was yeah, in the yeah. Dark Ages or something. And um, <laughs> I fell asleep on the, uh, on the runway and woke up in, right. the, in the air, which is not uncommon for me. And um, mm-hmm. something about the, the gentle movement of the taxiing just seems to put me right to sleep. So I, I always miss the takeoff. But when I woke up, I looked up at the screen and all I saw were the words directed by James Wan. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, whatever this is, I'm, I'm going to watch it. And so yeah. I watched Fast 7. Ah. Oh, and uh, has anyone seen it? No. Lu- no. You haven't seen it, Luke? No. Guys, I... I, I really, really wanted to not enjoy this movie, right? I, 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 was, I, I was rolling my eyes and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to be able, watching. And bear in mind, this is the first Fast and the Furious movie I've seen, right? I've seen oh, okay. none of the others. Um, and honestly, I can't believe this is the seventh one. I can't believe they've gotten seven plus movies out of this storyline. Yeah. Um, because it's a direct sequel. There's so many references to what happened in the last movie and then in the, even back to the first movie that they you know, yeah. use cutaways to show you. But it's pretty fucking entertaining, like I must say. Okay. It's like an early 90s action movie with just ridiculous... Like, this, the stunts in this movie make me rethink everything I thought I knew about physics <laughs> and everything explodes. Like, in this kind of movie, right. any two things touch, they explode, and there's a massive explosion. <laughs> also, the way they squeeze cars into the plot of this is, is 
phenomenal. Like, it's <laughs> like, sure, okay, these guys are car, car enthusiasts. Okay, that's the premise. I'll buy that. Fair, fair enough. That's the movie we're watching. There's this killer yeah. that they're after. He's also a car enthusiast, and he also shows up in really s- slick cars, right? And then right. they have to get this device back from this scientist, and she's hidden it in a Lamborghini, like just fucking rambling, <laughs> randomly, which they then have to go and retrieve in order to get the device back. Like, there's never <laughs> been this many uh, excuses to drive a car and to, and to, to, right. to race in a car. It's... Um, yeah, it's quite astonishing, but that said, pretty good. I can't, I can't right. fault it for what it is. Mind right. you, I, I had no idea. Like the, the Rock is in this. Did you guys know that the Rock is in this? Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that. And um, the Rock is in a scene right at the start of the movie, right, where he's he's in the police station, and he he meets the main villain, which is Jason Statham, right, and. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's a bomb because there has to be an explosion, right? So The Rock, <laughs> as soon as he sees the bomb go off, shields his deputy, right, so that she doesn't yeah. get hit by the blast. He gets engulfed by flames, which you would assume would singe all the skin off your body, right? Not only yeah. that, the force of the flame propels him meters across the room and through a plate glass window that you would also assume has just sliced him to ribbons, right? Yeah. He then falls from a five-story building and lands on his spine, right? Right. On the roof of a car, because you have to get a car in there somehow, right? (laughs) Yeah. Then the next scene is her talking to uh, Vin Diesel, saying, yeah, yeah, he's pretty badly injured. And he goes into the hotel room and he's just... Sitting up in bed with no shirt on, with like a cast on his arm. (laughs) (laughs) A cast which, mind you, later in the movie when he decides, fuck it, they can't do this mission without me, he just flexes his muscle until the cast shatters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to watch this. It's it's pretty amazing. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah. (laughs) So should we watch them from the start or just start off with seven and that'll be okay? I've seen the first you, one. You, I've seen the first few. Actually. I was never confused about it. They made it perfectly clear what had happened before. Yeah, well, I've seen a few of them. Yeah. Actually, I watched. I've seen more than that too. Actually, I watched another one on a plane at one point. Uh, five, maybe Fast Five or something. So this is know. seven. Is this the one that Paul Walker died before they'd finished? Yes. Yeah. Because be. he's in it a lot, and I was expecting him to like suddenly not be there for some reason. Does he drive off at the end? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Does he drive off at the end? Fucking, I uh, yes. I want to say he probably does. Is this, uh, from what I understand, yeah. He, I mean, he says he says he's out. He says he wants to just go back to being a family man. Yeah, and he drives off. Right? He, they drive. They're driving along. Yeah. Him and Vin Diesel driving along, and then they they kind of separate down different turnoffs. Man, I, I, I honestly don't remember. Okay. that specifically because I remember someone saying because I remember they made a big deal of, about how they made it like a nice. They made a nice ending somehow yeah. out of the footage that they had, or, or maybe it was sure. just that was the original footage or whatever. Well, no, I mean, he was like, he was in it all the way through. I mean, this wasn't yeah, like yeah. a The Crow, and it's a body double in almost every scene outside. You know what I mean? Because they only yeah. shot the inside things already. It's a fucking Paul Walker movie. The last one. Yeah, I guess so. 
I don't have a whole lot of Shia LaBeouf news, but it's a good excuse to play this jingle. Mm. If you want to hear about some crazy stuff, listen to the segment called Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he's been arrested for uh, being too drunk. Oh, again? Or are you recycling old news? Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. Well, I haven't heard anything from him for a while. He's just, uh, he's been arrested for public intoxication in Texas. This was just uh, 21 hours ago. Jesus. So, in Austin. Yeah, it's not terribly exciting, but, you know, it's uh, it's Shire. Well, isn't America's drunken public different to our drunken public? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I just get the impression that we get drunker in public here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then before we get arrested, before we what would happen in America, yeah, but maybe say, it's no, just No, I would say, I mean, if you have to be, if you can get arrested for being drunk in public, then the people that I've seen in public really drunk that weren't getting arrested, like, I don't fucking know how drunk you have to be in Australia. You know what right. I mean? So you're saying you get arrested for a lot, being a lot less drunk in America, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been pretty drunk in America. <laughs> I think we all have. Well, even when we were over there, I had a few people mention that to me a few times, that, yeah, that can happen. Because <laughs> I got very drunk over there. Well, we don't have a, lot of, a whole lot of detail about what Shia was up to. Uh, the police have said, due to pending adjudication, no further details will be released at this time, but maybe we'll have an update for you next week. Mm. Before we go, mm. did you guys want a little segment called Right on the Tip of Mum's Town? Only if you play the jingle. Oh, I think I could go for that. not going to explain why it's called that. <laughs> We've been through it. <laughs> if you yeah. want to hear the explanation. No, it's better as a non sequitur, you know? All right. So the way this works is uh, I'm going to give you... I've got two more. I, I'll do more than two, but two is probably good. Um, I'm going to give you a, a, a phrase, a famous phrase, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to try and guess where it came from. Mm-hmm. So what, what, the, what the, you know, the source of the phrase was originally. So the very first one this week is in queer street <laughs> what you've heard that phrase you've heard that phrase used before like like when some gay guy says i'm gonna take you down to queer street <laughs> no no that's not what i mean <laughs> no i've not heard that one before you never heard in queer street all right well maybe that's not a good one to start with well <laughs> maybe you have to give us a usage and then we can uh we can work backwards from there okay well it's an old-fashioned way of saying that somebody's in financial trouble oh they're in queer street yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You never heard that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too British and I don't re- don't even realize it. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's a British thing, even though I've been here for thirty fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> Did gays have a lot of money trouble back in the day? Is that why? <laughs> Possibly. Mate, she's in Queer no, Street. No. What do you mean? I mean, she's gone to Queer Street. He, like he's got to sell his ass. He's that broke. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could be. What Luke, is it? Any guesses? I've no idea. Um. Huh? Well, I mean, queer queer no. used to mean just different, right? Yeah, sure. Yep. It wasn't localized specifically to gays, homosexuals. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was repurposed. The word was repurposed later in life. <laughs> yes, typically the gays <laughs> taking something and using it for something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So, uh, okay. Well, the first theory uh, derives from the supposed question mark that a shopkeeper or wholesaler might write in his account book 
alongside the name of a suspect customer. So it's, you know, you would put a little question mark in there or a query ah, next mm-hmm. to someone's name. And then you might find that because they all talk that your credit kind of dries up. And so they would say, oh, he's in Queer Street. Mm. And the other possibility is uh, there is another idiom in Carey Street, which uh, is a lane off um, Chancery Lane in London, um, where all the courts of justice are. And generally, if you said to be in Carey Street, that means uh, you're in court for a bankruptcy hearing. It was like ah. a, you know, those little idioms that they came up with. So they say, oh, he's in, uh, he's in Carey Street, meaning he's, got, he's out of money. So they think it might have come from there. Well, that's that's very similar well. to the um, Scotland Yard, and our Scotland Yard was named. Scotland Yard is a street right. where the original office was on of the um, British police. Um, right. So everyone was saying, oh, I'm just going to go to Scotland Yard, meaning I'm going to go to the cops. Um, right. Then they moved, and they've not been on Scotland Yard since, like, I don't know, 1850s. The name stuck. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the first one in Queer Street. The second one... Hopefully you'll be a bit more familiar with this phrase. The phrase is "face the music." Mm. I'm sure you've. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you know, when they say someone's going to have to face the music, where, where, where do you think that comes from? Oh goodness. I'm going to go. I'm going to get the conductor. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a good okay. theory. Face the. Yeah. Okay, but how well, is it, how do you think that ties in though to to because what does face the music mean when you say someone well, has to face the music? Well, it's when you've got to... Uh, such a weird thing to put into words, actually. So when you've got to uh, be held you're accountable. You're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're in yeah. trouble. You've got to... Or, you you know, you're about to to go and mm. kind of get something cop it. done. Or, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going down a queer street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was, that, was a good, that was a good guess, Luke. Uh, there's a theory that is close to that, um, which says that the... Um, the orchestra is obviously in the pit uh, at a theatrical performance, and ah. often if you're a newcomer to the theatre, they would say, "Come on, time to face the music," because yeah. you've got to get out there on stage and 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 get into it. Yep. So, so there's that, uh, and the other possibility is, uh, according to military theory, a soldier being punished or an officer being cashiered would have to stand in front of the band and listen to the tapping of a drum while all these misdemeanors were read out. For his colleagues and his or her punishments administered or insignia torn oh so that is one as the other theory for where the phrase face the music comes face from the music so weird you hear these things and you just yeah don't even think about it yeah that's right that's why i thought this was an interesting segment because a lot of these mm. i was looking through it and i was like you know what i wouldn't have thought of that yeah absolutely so you have another one i do another one yeah yeah one more I'll tell you what, maybe we can get Luke to explain why um, why his advice segment is called Crabs with Cripple. Where does that come <laughs> yeah, from? That's right. I, I panicked. <laughs> right. I said the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's alliterative. <laughs> yeah, the jingle's not much better. No, the jingle is the best thing ever. <laughs> All right, here's one, here's one. This will be the last one. Draw a blank. Oh. I mean, I... Well, I always assume you know what I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't have to do with uh, sketch artists at the police station, does it? <laughs> no. Oh, he's got. Uh, he's got. Uh, oh, <laughs> look, mate, I can't draw got... blank. All right, if you're blank, I can't draw anything. <laughs> I've drawn a blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That'll be fifty dollars, yeah. thanks. That's right. agreed. And will yeah. you show the no, court no. the picture of the man? Certainly. Here's uh, my yep. drawing. I've drawn a blank because that's what he described to me. <laughs> Fucking nothing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that. I mean, I shouldn't listeners know, but you know, to draw a blank is you know when someone asks you a question, you 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 should know the answer, but you don't remember is kind of how I would describe it. Like, mm. like you feel like it's something you should know, but you don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm trying to think of other uh, other uses for the word blank. Like it's right in the tip of your tongue. <laughs> like bullets. Game of Russian roulette. One of them's a blank. Mm-hmm. You've drawn that one. The reference here is apparently to lottery tickets, and oh. in in the olden days, only the ones with with something printed on them won anything. So if you got a blank ticket, you won nothing. <laughs> I think that's still how it works, Matt. <laughs> no, 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 but it's not because if you scratch them now, there's always something there. Right. But in the olden oh, days, there was it, just it would just nothing. be blank, ah, and you go, oh, "I've drawn see. a blank." Get, so it you, you means you win nothing. Yeah, right. And it also says here. Uh, by coincidence, a very similar phrase to draw a blank was used in hunting with with a similar meaning, uh, although the, 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 the lottery ticket meaning is the correct one for, for the modern usage. Mm. Um, to draw in the language of hunting is to scour a forest or hillside for game. To draw a blank uh, means to be unsuccessful in finding ah. uh, something to hunt. And then both passed into general use, although... To draw a blank is the more common form, which is, uh, and it basically means to suggest failure in a search or endeavor. So, yeah, I guess you're searching, in my case, the example I gave, I was searching my memory for the answer, but it was not there. Hmm. And that's right on the tip of Mumstown. Right on the tip of Mumstown. I really do like that uh, (laughs) Diesel reference. It's good. It's good. Not a bad bad jingle. You, um,. You want to hear about a racial faux pas? Of course. Oh. <laughs> like Luke's little sigh, like he was like, "Oh no, no, Luke, you, you'll be on my side here. I, you, you're gonna, you're gonna really be on my side because I honestly didn't know what to say, and in fact, didn't say anything. Yep. I was just put in a situation where I had to either laugh." at a racist joke or not, and I really didn't know what to do, right? So <laughs> yeah. we had an intern working with us for a couple of weeks here, and it was her last day, and uh, she was leaving on the end of her last day, and her and I found ourselves in the elevator together going down to the ground floor. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I should take this moment to point out that she is black. She is of Indian background, and she is mm-hmm. very dark-skinned. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, being polite, and I'd never really spoken to her before, but I just said, um, where are you going to work now? And she said, oh, I've got my next internship at a company called Invisible Media. And right. just because I didn't really have anything sensible to say about it, I said, oh, well, um, you better hope they're not really invisible or you won't even know if you found the office. And she laughed. Right. And then she said, unless it's at night, in which case I'll be the one that's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I can't laugh. Because I'll be like, yeah, you're black. Yeah. But then I can't not laugh. Because it's then... But like, my ent- I couldn't just stop and explain to her that my entire upbringing was to not find that stuff funny. Like, yeah. So I was like, just say something. We had a company event the other day. 
and we were all traveled down to Melbourne for it. And we're all in a, in a maxi taxi yeah. on the way to, to the office down there. And uh, one of the guys brought his, his DSLR. So he's taking some photos in the, uh, in the car. So he's saying, take a photo of you, take a photo of you, take a photo of you. And then he turned to take a photo of Sadipta, the yep. Indian guy. And the little flash popped up. Oh. <laughs> and we all just started <laughs> laughing because everybody wow. knew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you know that the entire process of photochemically rendering a photograph is biased towards white people? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Like the, the process that was developed over time by white people to balance their skin mm. on celluloid <laughs> yeah. is just not optimized for darkies yeah you know it makes sense but also yeah i can not sure what to do about that i guess (laughs) so um so what i did manage to say in this situation right uh i got one word out after she said i'd be the one who's invisible i went unless and she said yeah unless i'm smiling (laughs) and i still didn't have anything to say (laughs) <laughs> but thankfully, by that time, we'd reached the ground floor. The elevator doors opened, and I said, See ya! Unless it's night. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.